Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money, mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Kambabachi, qualified accountant with over 30 years' experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. All right, here we go again. We got a very special episode, as we always do, of the Financial Intelligence Mindset Podcast for you. We got a guest all the way from North Carolina, Aramisha Jones. She's a specialist in finance and she's also a social worker. And she's going to be sharing some gems with her with us today. So, Aramisha, welcome to the podcast. And look, I just want to say it's so great to have you. We've been talking on uh, Instagram and, you know, we've been connected. And now you are here. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Royce. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I'm excited. Great, great, great. So look, look, um, so before we just, just to get started, I want you to talk about your backstory in terms of just tell us like, you know, how did you get involved in, in finance? Maybe, you know, like, you know, any kind of financial stories you want to share with us in terms of, yeah, just something insightful about yourself that maybe people listening will never have heard before. Absolutely. Well, I'm the youngest of four kids. Um, my daddy was a farmer um, and he was the sole provider in the family. So how it all started is watching my dad and his journey living in rural Georgia in a small town. He had to work very hard, you know, to prepare and take care of all the kids being myself, you know, at a young age. We had a lot of struggles, you know, financially, uh, relying on the welfare system, you know, some, not solely, um, but it was a struggle in some ways. So seeing that struggle, even as an adult, I said, I don't want to live in poverty for the rest of my life. Mm. Yet, though, some of the things I did kind of put myself there after going to college and, you know, not having a job. Things happened in 2001. It knocked me off my feet. A degree and no job. I thought that would never happen. I said, I'm in the same place I was before I got a degree. How dare life do this to me? I thought the degree is going to promise me not to struggle in poverty. Rude awakening. Fast forward. Um, be honest with you, a lot of things happened. My credit was ruined during that time, 2001, because I was unemployed for almost two years because, you know, the World Trade Center and all those issues, 9-11 happened. So no one was hired. So going through that struggle and a number of things that really helped shape my life and look a lot at finances, making decisions and saying, I do not want to do this. I have got to have more than one job. And that's when the mindset of multiple streams of income, because this could happen again. So I became obsessed with making sure I had more than enough money. And lo and behold, to be honest with you, it happened again in 2000. In six, when I graduated from grad school, I said, no, I don't have a job again. But it's oh my not God. I was like, how did I get back here again? I don't believe this. Master's degree, um, undergraduate degree, no money, decided to stay here instead of going home this time. So I think that was a good decision for me, just sucking it out. Finally got an employee um, through mental health. Ended up being in mental health. Wasn't what I wanted to do, but um, started working there. Then about a year, I saw that I wasn't making enough money still. I said, I'm working to just pay my bills. This does not feel good either. What can I do different? So friends and people put me on to different things I could do in North Carolina, mental health, increasing my income, multiple streams of income. I started doing it, making money and it felt better. But during that transition, I had ruined my credit for three little months of being unemployed. My credit score dropped again, at least 300 points. So I had to get out of that hole again, that financial struggling hole. And it was just a repeat cycle for me because I felt like I didn't learn from the last time, even though no one asked to be unemployed. So those number of things start to shape me. And then my mindset, once again, started to shift multiple streams of income. I started making paying off bills, but I kept running up my credit cards, kept making bad decisions until I got to the point. I said, I don't want to live like this. 
this doesn't make any sense. I, I want to be free. Roller coaster, right? Hmm? I said, you like how to roller coaster financial journey. Absolutely. I said, oh my God, I can't live like this. I want a house. I'm living in an apartment. I'm paying just as much as I can. But house of the light bulb went off and said, well, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You need to make some changes. And I was in and had at least $30,000 worth debt in 2012. Oh, I want to buy a house. I said, how can I do this? Really? I can't buy a house now because of my day. Here we go again. I was like, goodness. I just keep following these issues with the business, working probably three jobs. Money wasn't my issue. I had money in the bank, had money saved. Credit cards were all up to date. Um, but I still owed a lot of money for my yeah, net worth. Yeah, I said, oh, my God, I'm in the hole. They're telling me the same thing. So I took all my money that I had with my business and continued to use my multiple streams of income. That's what really helped me. So it wasn't a struggle this time. I just used all the businesses I were doing to pay off all of my debt. And I said, no more. I really cannot do this again. was able to purchase my house in 2014, and I have not went back to that same level of thinking. No more credit cards being used, only two for emergencies, and I did away with like the other 12 credit cards that I had. The 12 you said? Hmm? Out of how much? It was like 12 other credit cards. Wow, wow, wow. Ramesha, that's like a, that's like a wow, that's a journey and a half. Uh, lots of things can dig into. So first of all, right, if you look back on yourself, what would you have done differently in terms of like you couple of times you said that, you know, you got your degree, then you got your master's and you had no job, right? I mean, if you had to do it all over again, how would you go about, say, educating yourself and then looking for a job? Um, what what yeah. would you do different that think that would make sure you had a job out of, say, university? Um. I think there was no guarantee. College didn't guarantee a job. And I don't think I was really realizing that until my later years. I wish I had the drive that I have now to really have created that wealth when I was younger, already having a business after I graduated from undergrad. I mean, I was selling clothes, selling electronics, doing some entrepreneurship things, but I wasn't calling it entrepreneurship. But I wish I had multiple streams during that time. And I think my debt but it wouldn't have been as bad. Um, but I think it was really was a mindset thing. I was doing what I saw other family members do, just making it enough to survive. And I thought that's mm -hmm. where I was supposed to be. And I wasn't really looking into my future. I was looking at present day. So my new self, I would say, always plan for the future. What is your ultimate goal? And how I love it. There? And what are you going to do to prevent this from happening? Because some things I could have done to prevent some of those things with debt. And my mindset just wasn't, it wasn't in the right place. It That's amazing, right? Because this because this show is called the Financial Intelligence Mindset, right? So mm -hmm. one reason I call it that, because for me, mindset is actually like 80% of it. And uh, effectively, when it comes to money and managing money, I think you have to have the right mindset, the right attitude, mm -hmm. the right behaviors, the right belief system around money. So um, what I was gonna, what I'm gonna ask you, right? The way you operated with money, where I mean, can you talk talk to us about, let's say, your financial mindset? How that have might have been shaped from a younger age? I mean, what what is it that made you sort of? I don't know. You said that you had twelve credit cards, you never in debt. I don't even know what you bought with the money, <laughs> but what is it that you think might have helped you to? to take that kind of approach uh, that, that uh, with money, that either risky approach or just thought like, yeah, I'm just going to go and use money without actually having the discipline around money. I mean, I mean yeah, just talk to, talk to us about that. I think because no one in my family really talked to me about the importance of money. They talked to me about the importance of credit, but they didn't really explain to me how credit cards really could impact it. I just knew if I was in trouble, or if I didn't have enough money, I wanted to save money. A great way I thought to get out of using all of my money for the merger was to use my credit card. But that wasn't a good idea. The interest yeah. rate, um, that wasn't, you know, taking out small loans. The interest rates was crazy. Like I was doing very impulsive things because I was young. 
And I thought, oh, I have time. I'm not worried about that. I'm going to have a good job. I'll be able to pay the minimum payment. So as long as I'm making a minimum payment, it won't hurt my credit. It won't, but it was also hurting my debt to income ratio. So even if I wanted to buy a house when I was young, I wasn't going to be able to. Um, anyway, so it was just the right now moment. I wanted everything right now until I realized that I really was going to have to sacrifice spoiling myself of things I didn't have in my childhood. So I was trying to make up for things that I knew I wanted my childhood. I was never able to get. And, oh, I'm going to do this now. Now that I have money, I could treat myself to this. I could go to the restaurant. I could do this. I could do that. I could buy whatever I want to buy. And that's not it. It's discipline. You have the emotion. And it's amazing, right? Because I was, um, I read a lot of books and stuff. I studied a lot of different people. And, um, and a lot of people says, right, that, you know, wealth is a matter of the mindset. Yes. But it's also a matter of controlling your emotion. Mm -hmm. I think the more you can manage your emotions, mm -hmm. i.e., for example, are you happier spending than you are happier mm -hmm. saving? Wow. Because if, if you are happier spending, then it is not a good place to be. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, you know, so, but but if you are happier sort of either saving and investing, that's a much, much better place to be. And some people are just reckless spenders, you know? Yeah. So yeah. interesting to talk about the credit cards. And I, I want to ask you this, because I've got someone who have just signed up for my uh, program or my mentoring. I was talking to her in a week and she says that she's just, living off of her credit cards right now. Wow. And I actually asked her, how is she going to pay for the program? How do, um, you know, my coaching. And she says, well, I, I just use another one of these credit cards I have here. And she, she is amazing, right? Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm going to help her to get up debt. But she's just using her credit cards mm -hmm. to live, right? You know, wow. don't get me wrong. I have actually leveraged debt to build wealth. But when mm -hmm. it comes to things like using credit cards, etc., if... If you someone listening to this show and they're young, the 20 years, 18 years, mm. can you give us some advice as to how they should approach using credit cards and managing credit cards? Absolutely. I will say, and I have four words I always keep in front of me. We can talk about these later. That's on my thing to keep me focused. And I use in my sessions as well with clients. And um, I would say and recommend you go off to college or you go off to a business and they offer you credit cards. Why do you really need it? I would say hmm. one or two major credit cards for emergencies and for possibly for your monthly bills. One that yields you rewards like 1.5% to 3%. That way, that money that you receive back, you can utilize those rewards for other things to pay off your credit card or for other things you may need like laundry, your basic needs. That's what I've used it for. But if you can afford to pay for it, why use a credit card? And yeah. if you can't afford to pay for it, then have that as a backup plan, but don't utilize it as your sole purpose. Find another source of income because that's what I did for years. And it put me in a place where it took seemed like forever to overcome it. Say no, 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 unless you really need it and save one for emergencies. I think all people should have one or two, and depending on the amount too, for emergencies. Like I even forget that I have the credit card, which is a blessing. Sometimes yeah. I have to use it just to keep it active. I don't utilize the credit card like it's a debit card because I remember where I was years ago, swiping, 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 and you're losing track of what you're spending and how much you owe and paying only the minimal amount. You would never, Get out of debt paying the minimum amount. They make more money off of you just paying the minimum amount. Oh, I know. I mean, we can talk about this for so much because I'm, I'm really in-depth on, on this. But effectively, you know, um, what you're saying basically is that people, some people use their credit card like if it's their debit card. But you have to remember that your credit card is not your money and you're going to have to pay for it, yeah. right? And, and, and if you... Just pay the minimum balance. You get caught in a trap that you're never going to pay this thing off. And you just keep paying interest. And by the time you really check it out, the interest that you paid is so much. The thing that you use the credit card for, you're now paying for it five times over. It's just yeah. some crazy stuff. All yeah. right. So to move the conversation on. So you, um, um, right now, you're obviously in a good position, right? So... In terms of you coming out of debt 
and then you kind of you, you mentioned multiple streams of income quite a few times yeah absolutely so what are some of the multiple streams of income or or, <laughs> or, or what is the big thing you will say that has helped you to come out of debt what, what is the one big thing and also talk to us about multiple streams of income what are some of the sources of income that you have right now okay multiple streams of income i feel is very important i learned it at a young age because we taught me and my friends I always talked in college about what do you want to do i said i'm going to be a lawyer i'm going to own my own practice i always want to work for myself business entrepreneurship was my way just not currently doing that that's but all right if you put things in a basket you have an egg in a basket i like to say and you only have one egg in that basket and it cracks what's going to happen all you can eat is that cracked egg and you can have eggs for one day and that's it but if you put flour eggs beans um, vegetables and fruit you have multiple things in the basket so one thing goes wrong you can always whip up and eat something else so i like to look there as i like to have options because i'm a woman that like to eat like to shop like to manage and not even shop a whole lot i will say that not like i used to my mind has changed significantly <laughs> regarding that like i don't need those things why was i buying those things and we'll talk about that a little bit later but multiple streams for me gives me freedom and it makes me feel stable. It makes me feel stable. You can never count to me on just one thing, even if it's one business. I don't even feel comfortable relying on just my consulting business. I don't feel comfortable just relying on my apparel that I have. I don't feel solely comfortable relying on bail bonding. That's one of the things that I, I do and that I'm licensed. I'm a woman's bail bondsman. And it actually was one of the things that helped me get out of debt when I was purchasing my house. I was doing consulting working a full-time job, doing bail bonding, flipping cars, helping consulting at a company that was doing rims, selling things like anything that I could do that I was good at doing, I was literally doing it and paying off my bills with ease and still had extra money left over. So that was a wow, blessing. Wow. That was a blessing. So it was a blessing that I was unemployed for two years in undergraduate because that taught me a lesson not to just have one thing, because if that never happened, I might not have focused on having multiple streams of income. So having the multiple streams of income allowed me to pay off that $30,000 debt. So it wasn't hard for me to look for a job. I said, no, just do my business things I've been doing. Let me continue doing this. Let me increase on that. Let me do more bonds. And it flowed easily. But it's been a blessing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So so what you, yeah, and, and that's true, you know, because, you know, I think sometimes when you when you when when you hit rock bottom, it just makes you take a kind of a take stock of yourself, right? And just think, man, I don't want to stay here. I mean, I, I, you mentioned in the outset that you came from a very very humble background. You know, you came from a you know kind of a yeah poor background, poverty, and you said that like, you don't want to stay there, right? I think that my story is quite similar. I came from a very, very, very poor family, and I goes, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to stay there. I mean, I grew up, and I, I watch how other people were living. We weren't living like that, but that made me kind of think, I don't ever want me or my kids to live like that. And I think um, with your case, I think once you kind of ended up in, in, in the debt, you decided that you want to pull yourself out of that debt, and then you, as you said, had the multiple streams of income. So you mentioned a couple of streams. I mean, I would just like you to go through them. You said like you do bail bond, you do social work, you do a power, you have a power line, you have quite a few things. Can you tell us about some of the things that you actually do to make money now? Absolutely. Like the bail bonding um, industry, when someone calls me, I have to bail them out of jail. Um, they put up <laughs> a money, a fee, the insurance company gets paid and I keep the rest. It's a very lucrative business. It can be very dangerous too, I can say. Um, but thank God I've been blessed and been covered. And I also have a great team of people that I work with, with my general manager. We utilize the same private agency investigation to find people if the bond goes back. So hmm. I've had really good um, response. And I would say I've, I've been blessed over almost 13 years of doing it. I've had two or three that went almost went completely bad, but I was saved by the bail. Spent a lot of money getting saved, but would you rather pay three or 5,000 or pay 25,000? So you have to choose between the greater evils. Yeah. But, um, really great business and I'm still licensed. Um, I don't do it as often as I did before because 
what, almost six years ago, I was, I had a goal. I was doing it because I wanted to pay off bills and to purchase my house. That goal yep. was obtained to get out of debt. And now I don't really have to do it as much. I do take on calls, you know, when needed and it's good money. I'm motivated. I'm like, okay, I'll do a couple. Um, but understand there's a lot of risk behind it, but it's not one of the main things I do. The other things that I do is consulting, the Positive Thoughts Consulting Group. Um, that's in which I help other companies audit their charts, mental health or some other um, construction businesses, local businesses just in general. If they need to hire individuals, human resources, have interviews done, they call me. I get on their team and make sure everything's taken care of. I've been contacted, like I said, by construction companies. They need 50 workers within three days. I gather those people, do some interviews, find a way, do ads, and get that, and I get paid for it. Sometimes it's on sourcing, yeah. Absolutely. So I make sure that happens. Um, also, my Money Matters workshop, uh, which is something I'm very passionate about. I started doing that back in 2015. I became certified as a certified financial social worker because I'm already a social worker, a therapist. I do that. Um, during the week, I don't say nine to five. I have a flexible schedule. I see families, but I decided to focus on the financial piece of it as well. There's churches, there's individuals. Um, I have some individual consults that I have helped as well, manage their money, budgeting, and making better decisions. So I'm excited about those families that I serve. Um, and that have also done some workshops in some schools with individuals. That's where I'm really focusing on, trying to get into the schools and present them with my um, curriculum so I could do on an ongoing basis. So that's Big a, stream. Area, yeah. that's a yeah. stream of income. Yeah, and, and then you said apparel line is what you said? You have apparel? Money Matters apparel. I have t-shirts, I have hoods, we have hats, we have masks. Um, I have a line that's for kids that I just started. That's Kids Who Save line. Money Matters and Adult Shirts, Money Matters by Ramesha Jones. Um, it's actually done pretty well. Got a lot of great feedback from the community. Money Manager? Is it called Money Manage? Oh, Money Matters. Oh, Money Matters. Money Matters. Wow, wow. That's quite cool, man. It's amazing, right? Because um, I'm into money management. You know, uh, my company is called Money Management Training Limited, actually one of my companies. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote a book on money management, and oh, I'm I gonna miss money matters here on today. That's Absolutely. really, really good. Absolutely. So wow, cool, cool. So let's talk about investing. I mean, are you an investor now? I mean, now that you kind of come out of debt, I know you mentioned a couple of times that that you bought your house. Would you say that you are an investor or a business owner, or self-employed or employee or mix of all? Oh, great question. I've heard that question before. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question. I like to think, to be honest with you, not put in a box. I like to think I'm a combination of all. Right now, wow. COVID, some things I've had, I've had some employees before. I don't have any additional. I had some that serve as um, on a contract basis. We're regrouping a lot of things now and thinking about another direction with Money Matters actually becoming a nonprofit. So I'm going through the process of that. Um, but I do have some individuals that I'm meeting with and have um, tried to invest. Let's say I invest in stocks. Of course, I invest in myself. I invest in intelligence um, and educating and professional development. But I'm also interested in investing in properties. I have individuals um, that I talk to about investment properties. And yeah. it's been one of those things that's been a little, not to say difficult, but a little tricky for me because it's new trading waters. Um, but I'm at the door of it. I understand. Some course and research found some properties, had almost three deals last year, but two fell through because of a title search. So yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So 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 you on your way. All right. So let's go back a bit. I mean, you 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 had four words you had earlier. You said you wanted to share with us. Well, what are those four words? Yeah, these I like to keep in the forefront. One was investing. Two, importance of saving. Three is my big one. I love this one. It's important. Giving. Yep. And spending. Spending is the last of them. But spending is a part of life. A lot of, of people. Of course, of course. They don't get the balance. And I think at one time I became so stringent. I just want to save, save, save because I know what it felt like not to have. And I'm like, you have all this money in the bank. But it's better for you to invest it. Not give it away, 
but invest it, do something so you can make more money from it. Just having it is not good. You know, it's not doing yeah. anything for you. Just sitting there. As you said, giving is so important. You know, I actually sponsor a farm out in uh out in the Gambia. And um, I help people all the time, you know, uh, all the time I help people. Even I'm actually just launched my group coaching program. I was talking to someone this afternoon and I asked her, she has a few questions for me. And she mm -hmm. goes, do you mind if, you, you know, if I ask you to mentor me? And I goes, well, my mentor is not exactly free, but <laughs> I'll give you a free spot on my group coaching program. You know what I mean? I said, but well, you've got to turn up, you got to participate, and, and, and you got to show me that you want this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think it's always good to give back. Um, I mean, I was on Clubhouse um, a couple of weeks ago, and I also offered to mentor someone as well. I really believe in giving back. I mean, I do a talk on Clubhouse every Sunday, you know, Wealth Mindset Sundays, just helping people to understand that they can achieve wealth by having the right mindset, you know. Absolutely. So it's really, 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 really important just to give back to society, Absolutely. to be grateful as well, you know what I mean, um, to be grateful. Mm -hmm. So talk to me, how do you actually manage your money now? I mean, have you got a system that you use to manage? I mean, you have all these different sources of income, all these different <laughs> things that you do. I mean, like, have you got multiple bank accounts? How do you actually manage your system right now? Go ahead. That's a great question. And to be honest with you, I like to be honest and transparent with people. What I've learned in business where you have multiple streams of income, not everything is always in the green when you're working. Sometimes this week it may be the consultant is doing really well and I'm not doing anything in bail bonding. Then the next week bail bonding is doing well and the consultant may be a little mid-win. And then next week it may be I'm doing consulting and bail bonding and then everything, apparel, all of them are going like, oh my God, this is a great week. Um, but what I have to do is I do have business accounts that are set up that I utilize. My business account, I treat it like it's not even my money. That's how I've saved money. I try to act as if I don't have any money in the account, even when there's money that like, this is your business, but I don't just go swiping and pretend. Yeah, you're not supposed to anyway. I mean, yeah. I mean, your business money is not your money really and truly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you, you're the company owner, but I mean, if it's a big company, for example, um, you know, they don't, they don't get the money unless they get paid, you know, unless they get dividends or something like that. But I think what you're saying, like with small business owners, they treat the business money like if it's their money. This is a mistake, right? Yeah, I think it is a big mistake, no matter how many employees. So I do well with that. I think, to be honest with you, I feel like I manage my business money better than I manage my own money. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's weird. It's like both of them are yours. No, I look at them totally different. But I even have several personal accounts that I have for myself. One that may be utilized like for vacation entertainment yeah. for some of my subscriptions. The other is for my main checking account where a lot of my bills, um, revolving accounts where things come out per month. And the other bank is just an additional bank. I like to have, you know, additional funds in. Almost like it's not really my savings. I do have a savings account with my other entertainment account. So I let the money sit there. Um, but I manage it pretty well. I always look at my account at least, I was looking at least three times a day. Now I've gotten better. Wow going a lot because I like to see what's coming in, what's coming out and making sure it's not being hacked and my spending and things like that. But I do have several bank accounts. One that I utilize, like if my parents have an emergency, I can send money to them and they send money to me. So I like to keep that separate from my other money. But um, I definitely have systems in place. I love it. I love it. I mean, I spoke about the profit first system, which I really like. I mean, it's actually the American guy to do spoke about it you said have, have five bank accounts i talk about those before you know what i mean like you're going to have a bank account for your revenue one for your profit yeah you, you should you must know your profit up front one for obviously your expenses one to pay yourself one for your taxes and i also believe about even if you actually heard of that system i like the system that you said that you know you have monetary bank accounts because you won't have a separate bank account just for your holiday your holiday fund account Absolutely. You want to have one where you save for something coming up. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, you want to have one, which I, I have one for my investment income. I, I do properties, so any property income it comes into a particular one, you know? And you have one for expenses. So you, I think you need at least five bank accounts oh, yeah. just on a personal side anyway. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but most people don't actually realize that. They just put everything into one account and they don't really know what's going on. And it might sound complicated, but when you have multiple bank accounts, it's, it's more streamlined because you know exactly what's going into what account and then you actually go from there. Cool, cool. Yeah. So you mentioned that you obviously bought a house right now and then you, you're kind of dabbling into properties or you're learning about properties. Is that correct? I'm learning more about properties. I bought my house, purchased it back in 2014. So it'll actually be, this is what, 21, seven years this year. Well done. And thank you. And a lot has changed. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. My mindset completely started to shift. After buying a house, I said, look, it's you and only you. Who's going to pay your bills? So all the shopping and things you did before, you never know what your household is going to need. That's going to have to stop, which I had stopped majority of that anyway, but subscriptions on necessary things, cable, um, shopping, halted, just a number of things. I prioritize the things that I really need. And I couldn't understand like the first year and the first few months. I said, I can't believe this. How, if I'm making the same, the same salary that I was making before, I seem like I had almost double the amount of money per month. Wow. I said, something is happening. I said, this is a good feeling. I have a house paying light bill, all these other expenses, but I'm almost having double the amount that I had left over. It was like magic to me. So what happened? What happened? Because I, I mean, I agree. Because I always say to people, it's not how much money you make that matters, how much money you mm -hmm. keep. So what, yeah. so, so what shifted in terms of you now having more money? Is it the house that, that was left or something like that? The house was really the same that I was paying for my um, apartment. The only difference is my insurance on it is what caused it to increase a little bit, maybe by $30. So I stayed within my budget for my house. So I wasn't house poor, but I don't really know. It seemed like I started to save on my water bill. My cable bill was included with my rent, so I was paying more. My alarm system, that's more. I don't know where the extra funds, the cable, that was there. My cell phone bill, I had two cell phones, ended up eliminating one about two years, about three years after moving into my house. So it was just my mindset. I started cooking more, so that started saving me money. Um, unnecessary subscriptions. Yeah, but just just controlling your expenses, really and truly. I literally was focused on everything that I was spending, places I was going. I, it must have been the shopping. I'm gonna be honest with you. All the shopping and buying clothes and unnecessary things. I don't even recall. Maybe twice a year, if anything, like going out and treating myself and using coupons and things I needed for work. But it's none of the obsessive shopping, and I just couldn't believe it. And even to this day, I have to look back at my account. I'm like. Am yeah. I paying my bills? Like, uh, yeah, you're paying your bills. You have money left over. And just because you have it doesn't mean you need to spend it. Period. Yeah. So basically, you your priorities change once you have a house. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> I, I quite like it a lot. That's, that's, that's really, really, really good. So if there's someone listening to this right now and they're like in debt, mm -hmm. right? They're in debt. They want to buy a house. They don't know where they start. Maybe they haven't got a house, but they're in debt. They got poor credit. Credit, you know. They got so much stuff on their head. They're feeling like if I don't know, the the world is gonna. Their world is crumbling. I mean, how can you advise them? Where should they start in terms of like getting out of debt and getting themselves together? Where should they start? Great question. Great question. I like to tell people start like I started. Be kind to yourself. Be honest to yourself and write out things. Every month I write out my bills, my income that I have coming in and my expenses. Look at what you have coming in to make sure you don't have an income issue. If you have less income and more expenses, that means you have an income issue. You might need to consider opening a business or starting another job because you have to pay mm. your bills and have extra money. So start where you are. That's number one. A lot of people don't even know their budget. They don't even know what they're spending on bills and food and entertainment. Then after that, start looking at things, your needs and your wants. What are some things that you can get rid of? that you know you don't have to have that won't cause you any harm. Like you want to feel human and normalized, but you don't need Hulu, Netflix, cable, and whatever Roku all yeah. together. 
gaming systems. Like you have to make some good conscious evaluations and maybe later you can add some things, but they are necessary. Looking at how often you're eating out. I say, do an evaluation of your life and what you're really doing and be honest with yourself. Find out what those kinks are and places that you can save and see how much you're saving. Then go back to the drawing table and say, I'm going to set a goal for myself. If I have the right income, then I'm going to eliminate this at least three subscriptions. And then after a couple of months, you may eliminate two more subscriptions. You have to do things in moderation. I had to learn it because you will feel overwhelmed if you don't. Then after that, you look at yourself, you can say, hey, um, this month for me, I started small. I made a list of my large amount of bills and credit cards. I said, Ramisha, you owe 600 this one, 700 that one, 800 there, 300 here. Literally, I owe these amounts, 1,200, 2,200. Your car is like 7,800. Start small, put it on a to-do list so you can start feeling accomplished. Start paying off those bills. Small, some people, like they say, the snowball effect, whichever way you want to do it. I start small. And then I work my way up to the bigger ones to chop down. Then I start to feel accomplished. Yes. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Small wins, yeah. Yeah, small wins make you feel good about yourself. And then you'll start to see, hmm, I paid off that $600. So that extra $600 is coming in your pocket. You're not going to spend it. Use that to pay off the next bill. I and love it. Bill. And then love once it. I love you it. Can repeat that process before you know it. You'd be like, oh, my God, I'm finished. And then treat yourself in between that. Because some people say it's pay off your pay off. It's struggle. It was annoying. It was irritating. And I felt defeated several times. I went on a freeze where I stopped paying bills. Let the money sit in my account. But I was like, I'm not paying another bill because I'm mad giving all my money to 3000 here, 3000 there. I said, I don't want that. I said, well, you want that house? And one of my friends told me, you're almost at the end. You might as well yeah, just you have to just keep going, right? You have to keep going. So treat yourself to a nice meal if you like a nice meal out or what it is, your favorite thing, not something to overwhelm an amount, not a purse, not something tangible that's going to cost you a lot of money that you put towards a bill. But treat yourself for your small growth. Treat yourself for your small rewards so you can continue to grow. You need to feel like you're accomplished and then see it through. See the main It's very goal. true what you said. Oh, many people don't even know their budget. They don't know how much they're spending on food. They don't know how much they're spending on, obviously, not necessarily entertainment, but they don't even know, they haven't gone through the bank account to remove all the dead subscriptions that they have. Yeah. They're paying for things that don't, they, they don't even know that they're paying for because they don't take the time to go through the bank account. You know, it's really, really crazy that there are many people who are living out there right now who really are not on top of their finances. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a big thing that you said, you got to just really start with that, you know, start with reviewing everything. Wow, wow. And one thing that you said earlier, I want to just go back on that. You said that in terms of achieving things, you want people, people should write things down. I think you said that anyway. Um, but then you, you talk about having goals, having those goals that you really want to achieve. So, I mean, do you use any kind of like, um, like, for example, I, I believe in visualization. I mean, what do you really use um, to, not to try to achieve your goals? What kind of techniques do you use? Do you use meditation? Do you use visualization? How, you know, how, how, how have you, when you set yourself like, I want to come out of debt, I want to go after this. What are some of the things that you have done to say to help you achieve those goals? I may, it was all mindset. I was like, what is it that you really want, Ramesha? I wanted the house and I wanted it bad. And I was like, I'm tired of living, paying rent. Oh, God, I'm throwing away money. All I could say to him, I said, do you believe in doing that? You make money. Well, who wants to throw away their money to someone and don't own? And I said, that's stupid. You're an educated woman. That makes no sense. So let's do something different. So I set those goals. And before even getting my house, I was already writing out my bills per month. So I believed in writing out my bills and my expenses and seeing what I had left over. What I had left over allowed me to see this is what, if you're going to shop, you're going to eat your, um, buy your groceries with gas money. I characterize pretty much everything. And I was like, you know, yeah. you got to get your hair done. What is a priority? So I already knew I couldn't spend too much shopping after I paid all of my bills. So for myself, reward was reaching that goals. Like once you get your house, Ramesha, everything else is going to flow. 
You want to be financially free. So I would write down my bills every month. I didn't have like a sticky note to remind me because once my mind is made up for something and I really want it, I must say I'm determined and I go after it. Doesn't mean I don't fall down. Like I fell down a couple of times. Like I don't want to pay these bills no more, but I didn't spend the money. I just kept it and said, oh my God, why I got to keep doing this? I want to just give up and say, whatever. I get a house later. I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. Let's get back focused. But today I have weekly goal sheet. I have like, that's just for my personal things I do for business. I'm a visual person. So if I see it, it seems like I can hold myself more accountable. If I'm just thinking it, that's one part, but depending on how big and how important it is, sometimes you can forget because the mind is always moving. Of course, so you should write it down, man. I agree. Write it down. And then you make this checklist. You say, oh, my God, I did pay that bill. Oh, my God, I did um, talk to three sponsors this week. Oh, my God, I did sell 10 apparels. Oh, my God, I was able to pay um, that business LLC registration. Like, when you see it, it becomes real. And I think you need... Some people say have an accountability partner, but with finances, it can be very personal. So you don't want anyone in your business, but I had to hold me accountable because I was like, I'm the first one in my family to do a number of things. So yeah. people are counting on me, looking at me to do this, but I wanted to do it for myself to prove you can overcome this. You can do this, well, yeah. hard, but you can do it. You just got to meet yourself where you are and make one step. And once you make that first step, Organize, plan, implement, stay focused. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, Ramisha, um, what does the term financial intelligence mean to you? Financial intelligence. <laughs> That's a great one. Financial intelligence to me is, is having the ability and the thought to make good decisions regarding finances. And building wealth. Financial intelligence is like having all these resources and education about developing financially, emotionally, investing, spending, is all of those things in giving. So intelligence is what allows you to be able to do something. Without intelligence, you really don't know how to do perform. I like it. I yeah. like it. I mean, you give the best answer. I think one of the people, the people who are, I mean, one of, one of the very best answers. I like it. Because financial intelligence, and I like what you said, it gives you the intelligence to be able to perform better. So if you're running a business, you want to really understand the numbers behind your business. Yeah. Like you're running your own personal affairs. You want to understand your bank. You want to understand your expenses. You want to know your numbers so you can make better decisions. I really, really like that. That's so yeah. solid. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So look. So in terms of, I mean, you said that, that you do some programs. I think you offer programs. I mean, I don't know. What do you offer? If someone is looking to learn more about money, they're looking to, I don't know, become smarter with the money, money matters. Where can someone find you? I mean, first of all, tell us what do you actually offer anyway? Like what, what programs do you have on offer? And where can people find you? Okay, the Money Matters program is for adults, um, or children, the Money Matters for Children is more the workshops and being able to go into the schools and do the curriculum. That's the second part that I'm working on now. But I'm able to perform workshops for children, educating them about money and finances at a young age. For adults, it's pretty much, um, it's almost like the same, same thing, but it's on an adult level. Being yeah. able to understand your relationship with money. Um, your emotions and your feelings and how it drives your relationship with money and causes you to make decisions that you've made um, based upon what happened to you as a kid, based upon your family values, your culture and things of that nature. So I help people, adults, that's what we just talked about, managing their budget, looking at your revenue, looking at yep. your income, what are your expenses, how to plan to eliminate debt, what is that going to look like? helping them, assisting them to develop a plan, monitoring that plan, assessing that plan, helping them with credit <laughs> and things of that nature, contacting uh, the bureaus if needed, just in general, just having that discussion. And that's what we do pretty much in our program to make sure you have that. It really starts with the mindset, a change mindset. I focus on mindset to be honest with you in the very beginning more than anything. That's what the financial social work piece is. The social work piece is the clinical emotional piece that deals with people's mind and finding out why do you do what you do? Yeah. 
Why are you? We, yeah, we do similar things, you know. You're right. Yeah. And, and it's amazing because I, I met you through Instagram and then you reached out to me and you said that we do similar things. And it's so amazing because uh, my, in my blueprint, my profitable business blueprint, the first thing I focus on people is their mindset. You know, you know uh, make sure you have the right mindset, the right motive. You know, Absolutely. understand why you do what you do, but also understand what do you need to do to achieve what you want to achieve. Absolutely. What are some of the behavioral shifts that you need to make? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we can talk about planning and, and credit scores and budgets all day. But if a person is truly not ready, and I've had some clients that have liked that, and you're moving a little bit faster than they're ready to, and their mindset is just not quite there, they're really not going to make the significant progress. They haven't made that connection. They're still possibly going through denial. They're still attached to some of those feelings and those things. And they don't even know they're giving those things power and value over themselves and their finances. So a person has to have that mindset like, hmm, I never saw that from that perspective. Mm, I didn't understand that's why I was doing um, I'm sick of the way this is making me feel. It's almost like having a sick stomach and you're trying to figure out why am I always sick on the stomach? What is it that I'm doing? And once you figure that thing out, you want to eliminate it. If you don't of like course. being sick on the stomach, you know, but if you like that feeling, you're going to continue doing it because you're used to that feeling. Yeah. 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 yeah so, Ramisha, so where can people find you? I mean, where can people find about about you? Where can they like, I mean, on social media, what are some of the handles that people can find you on? Okay. People can find me on Facebook, Ramisha Jones. That's R-E-M-I-S-H-A, last name Jones. Um, I don't do a whole lot of talking about my programs on there. Facebook is more my family page, and I do need to do a business page. But Instagram, I have a page. It's Ramisha J. That's R-E-M-I-S-H-A-J. I talk about my consulting. I talk about Hustle Heart Radio and finances. And I also have a website um, for um, Positive Thoughts. My program for Money Matters is www.positivethoughtspro.com. You will find information about consulting, the Money Matters program, um, if you need help with your agency, doing an audit and things of that nature. And if you want to be a guest on my show, talk to you more about finances. It's hustleheartradio.live. Um, wow, wow, wow. That's so much, man. Cool, cool, cool. Look, Ramisha, you have dropped some gems here today. You give some really solid advice of how people can really go about, you know, to um to save money, to, well, not just to save money, but to come out of debt, you know. And and that's really really great and um and you you know you you a person who I said we do similar things you know you out in America doing your thing and I'm over here in the UK doing my thing you know what I mean and we and we we just cross paths and look I I really hope that some people who really wants help with their finances will also reach out to you as well so you can actually help them you know what I mean and um. Look, uh, as we come to wrap this up now, I mean, it's, it's just so great um, to have you. I mean, can you recommend, you know, for people, say, I don't know, one good book or one, uh, I don't know, good resource that people can look into that would really help them? Any, any good resource that has helped you? Any resource that really have helped me? Um, Shonda Rhimes, the book of Yes. Her, her book is The Year of Yes. That one book helped to shape my mindset. Think and Grow Rich is one book that I'm actually reading now. Yeah. Napoleon is good. I read it three times. And The Richest Man in Babylon. I just only read a, a couple of pages, to be honest with you, last night. But Think and Grow Rich, I got stuck on the first chapter. There's different like parable stories that you can utilize to help. It's all about mindset. They're, they're, everyone is reiterating the same thing and that I'm learning from certified financial social work is that mindset. Anything that you can pick up and read that's very positive. I love Oprah Winfrey. I am a fan of Ayala Avant. Those people and individuals, they talk a lot about inward work. They talk a lot about, about personal development. And for me, money is one aspect to get your finances right. But a lot of times we have to make sure we're right internally. Of course. I mean, it starts with self-awareness. Yep, absolutely. But Think and Grow Rich is a great place to start. Um, the Year of Yes with Shonda Rhimes. It, it'll help shape you and say, eliminate some of your fears. If you're looking to start a business, you, you're trying to eliminate, if you're sitting on these talents, step out on faith. Go. Go for it. 
It'll help you in your family legacy. It'll change some things as it's done it for me. And I'm still a work in progress. I'm not perfect, but I'm not the person I used to be. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Aramisha, so probably, probably my last question for today. So, I mean, so where do you see yourself, like, in terms of, I mean, what's your big goal, let's say, for, you know, the, mm. yeah, what's the big thing that you're going after? The big thing that I'm really going after, that is an amazing question. <sighs> the big <laughs> thing that I'm really going after is a number of things. I'm a businesswoman, so I love doing business and networking, but I see myself continuing to look at multiple streams of income, like with investment properties, doing other businesses and ventures that I'm looking at. I just went around today, um, looking at something, another project that I want to start that I don't want to talk about right now. That's all right. But hopefully we can talk about that later. But what it's going to do is it's going to allow people that look like me, talk like me, African-Americans to have the opportunity to sit in rooms with different individuals and to network and to grow and to show them that we can invest, we can have more than one business, be successful and still be sound. So my hope is continue to do business endeavors, continue to collaborate with others, um, to make sure little kids across the world and families that are in poor neighborhoods learn about financial literacy. I want them to be educated and empowered all across the world. Now that's one of my biggest goals through my nonprofit is to make sure every black family and minority that's living in poverty understand what a budget is. Have like the opportunity it. to save and to invest even on a small scale, Robin Hood, Webull, America Trade. I want them to know what those platforms are. So if you choose not to invest, it's on you, but I want you to invest because you don't have the education. So I want to make sure people across the world know something about finances so they can make better decisions. Love it. I love it. Wow. Wow. Ramisha, well, look, it's been really great to have you on the show. I mean, you dropped some gems. As I said, I'm going to have to get you back on, you know, sometime, you know, when you make a few more millions or when you make a, a few millions, you can tell us more about that particular journey and the Absolutely. project that, that, that you're about to uh, launch. And I, I love what you said. Every person who is in poverty or who is poor should learn about budgeting. Something as simple as budgeting, Absolutely. planning your finances and controlling your finances, understanding your money, which is the real essence of this podcast. So look, um, I wouldn't keep you. We've been going for a while. Uh, you be, this, this, this podcast has some really great substance. Absolutely. I'm going to be pushing it out on all my main channels. Uh, for anybody who is listening in and heard Ramesha, make sure you connect her. Connect her on, I think she says, Instagram at Ramesha J, I believe. Absolutely. Um, yeah, she's very active on Instagram and uh, really connect with her. And Ramesha, it's been a heartful uh thank you for coming on and it's been really really great and i want to wish you massive massive success in all the things that you are looking to do so thank you very much same to you thank you very much Morrison. i look forward to talking to you again in the future thank you very much for listening to my podcast i hope you enjoyed the show you can find out more about me by googling my name royston cumberbatch i'm on all the social media facebook Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.ratmac.com. That's R A C M A C S.com. It'd be great to hear from you. And do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.